Welcome to North America's funniest new podcast, Tales from the Fat Side, with your host, James Fleming and Ron Tuck, talking about the uncensored side of life. So sit back and enjoy the show. What's going on, man? Hey, man, how you doing? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. Just another day, another dollar. Saturday night? Yes, sir. Atta boy, Cheers. Cheers. Fuck, it's going to be a good night. I'm, ex- I'm I've been excited for this all week. You know what? It's uh, it's kind of exciting. It is. It's not every day you get to sit down and have a discussion with somebody that is as famous as he is. He, he's he's a big deal, man. Yeah, it's uh, he's traveled all over the place doing comedy. He's been on Just for Laughs. He's got his own Instagram or his own Instagram following, his own Facebook page. He's got. The video viral TikTok. He's got his own uh, web series. He created a character. He he's teaching kids. He's teaching teenagers how to do comedy now. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Like the guy is busy. It's funny because I think you describe it very well when you say he's the jackknife of no the Swiss comedians. Army knife. The Swiss, Swiss Army, Army knife, knife of fucking of comedians. comedians. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and I think I think you you hit the nail right on the head with that one. Because he does really do everything. He's got a tool for everything in his pocket. He's coming up with a parody album right now. So he just released his first signal from the um, from that parody album, which is hilarious. Is that uh, the Justin Timberlake? Uh, yeah, it's called Plexiglass. Plexiglass. It is hilarious. It, it's definitely, definitely funny. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool, and he's and he's BC born, right? Like this is a this is a BC guy. Uh, he's from Vancouver Island, so he wanted to come on and support local people starting off, right? We're both island boys, right? So that's and that's really cool because, like I said, we've we've been doing this podcast now for almost ten months or ten months, ten weeks 10 now, months. <laughs> almost almost ten weeks now. Yeah, uh, we that. got this is episode nine, episode nine, episode, episode nine, nine, yeah. And we're already starting to get big name people. Like we're already 100%. getting that. Like to me, that's crazy for him to come on to two nobodies. He's already gone through this. Like he's already done the nobody list. Yeah. He, 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 opened, he opened for Nikki Payne. Uh, you know what I mean? So the guy he was the headlining act for fucking just for laughs. He doesn't yeah. owe anything to us fucking small guys. Exactly. Well, us, fat small guys you know fat what I mean? small guys <laughs> yeah so he knows us nothing and for him to come on to our show and shoot the shit with us and hang out with us is it, pretty fucking cool it shows how down to earth and and cool this dude is yeah I'm, I'm totally prepared to fucking laugh my ass off i think it's gonna be fucking funny as i explained to you before i had a phone call with the guy a couple of weeks ago when we were setting this up and he had me in stitches we were only on the phone for maybe five ten minutes so yeah, i yeah. just you know what's an hour gonna do to you you know what i mean Oh fuck! Like oh, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. <clears throat> and I've been be watching, good. like you said, you've been doing the same thing. Been watching some of his older stuff that he has on YouTube and the stuff that he puts on his page and his TikTok. And guy has some funny ass material. Well, that's that's just it. Like I've been wa- I've been watching him for for about two years. Like I stumbled across some of his YouTube stuff two maybe three years ago, and and he does this uh, this skit. Um, he his character is five to ten 
uh, a guy just got just, out of prison. Just got out of 10? prison after doing five to ten. Uh, reality, he did like ten months or something stupid like that. But the, the skit goes on. He's on probation. He comes out and you know trying to get back in the streets and then I'mo get his back on his feet. And the whole thing, like I think he's got five or six episodes. Yeah. And I got into it back then, and the guy just made me fucking laugh. Like it was funny as shit. So I'm not gonna act like I I watched all of his fucking just for laughs and all of his stand up shit. So I had to actually go back and find some of his older stuff, find some of his stand up comedian bits and stuff like that. And fuck the dude is a funny cat man like he's a funny dude he's got some great stuff you know uh, i went back and watched some of his like early 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 days and you can find some of that on youtube yeah. and just his raw date like talking about the different types of people that live on vancouver island yeah. to most people that wouldn't be like super huge but to people who are from vancouver island it it's was funny as, fuck. funny as fuck it was like yeah. they were they were bang on when he when he said hey i'm talking about a dirty hippie we knew who he was talking about we'd all seen that guy you yeah, know yeah. it was pretty fucking funny i laughed yeah. my ass off so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight i think it's gonna be great Oh, absolutely. So I, I, I don't think uh, any of our guests want to hear us fucking chit chat back and forth. I think they're just as excited as we are. So I think uh, bring them on. All right. I will invite them into the room right now. Here we go. Awesome. How you doing, boys? Awesome. We're doing great. It's uh, Saturday night and uh, we're here with you, which is outstanding. We're just talking about this. Like it, it means a lot to us to have you come on our show. Oh, um, and the fact that we're all BC Island boys is, is pretty outstanding oh. as well. That's why I want to do this. Like I was saying, I don't, I don't do a lot of podcasts here and then. I'm just got, I, it's just not my thing, really. And I just was just like, I like what you guys are doing. And, and, you know, you can't turn down a good time and publicity, man. As a com comedian, it's publicity, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, hey, it's doing awesome. Sitting here having a, having a couple beer and uh, smoking a couple and enjoying uh, my Saturday hey. evening. Yeah, I'd like to join you, but my, uh, my, my, uh, no way! I'm not, I won't be puffing anything, but I'll drink my face off. <laughs> there you, there you Perfect. go. Perfect. That's, that's how I roll. I don't All smoke right. the wacky stuff. I just drink. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I do, but just I'm not. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you guys a quick story. Yes, I, please do. I, li I live in the worst part of Nanaimo. I live downtown Nanaimo, on on the hottest corner in Nanaimo. I live on Old Victoria and Finlayson, where like all the action happens. We have prostitutes across the street. Like, you wake up with the craziest shit I've ever seen, you know what I mean? And uh, I've revived uh, two guys. I'm still trying to catch my breath, by the way. <laughs> hey, Perfect. You're, you're, you're a brother of the fat side, so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> take take I, your time. I, I, take I, your I time. Feel like I, I feel like I belong here. <laughs> so, so uh, no, anyways, I revived uh, two guys down here within the last three years with naloxone overdosing. And, uh, one day, this, this is where I knew I was a good dad. One day I was playing blocks with my daughter and I heard somebody screaming outside. You always hear somebody scream, but like, somebody get the Narcan kit! That's all I heard. My daughter's, about a, my daughter's about a year and a half old. And I ran out, I looked outside the window and Buddy, their buddy was down on the ground ODing and uh, we keep it in a lock zone kit here. And this is where I knew I was a great dad. Cause as I was getting the naloxone kit, I was turning on Peppa the pig on the TV. <laughs> and I ran and I grabbed I ran and I grabbed cookies and I like threw them on the couch and baited my daughter to the couch. Oh man. <laughs> Go get the goldfish crackers. 
and made sure she was okay. And then I was like, you know what? As, as, and then I got in law school, and I'm like, my daughter's doing Peppa the Pig. Daddy's going to go do a little Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it was and it was crazy and i'm not kidding you i was like i was like out there and i was like i was i was in a it was a, a crazy it, man it's, i don't know where we're at as canadian citizens that we're like we're supposed to be paramedic yeah no and, kidding and and i'm pulling on this i'm putting it all together and this guy's beside me and he's like this guy his partner in crime was beside him he's like you might not you might have to give him mouth to mouth and, and the dude, I'm like, I kind of got, I kind of got upset. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, listen, I go, you guys have been shooting up for like three days together. You share seven teeth between the both of you. I'm like, you give them mouth to mouth. I will give the compressions. Oh yeah, totally. Give them the mouth to mouth. Compress like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, I will give them ten more of these before. Anyways, it didn't come to that point. I gave them three. But I never forget it. As I was had, I was plunging it into his leg. I had it all set up, ready to go. The needle ready to go, and I was had it up. as I was ready to plunge in his leg. I hear Peppa Pig from inside. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was it was like a movie. It was ridiculous. Peppa Pig power. Oh, that yeah, so funny. That's fucking funny. Yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, uh, there isn't too many communities around anymore that aren't touched by and have sections just like that in their it's town. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't matter where, where it is or what area of town, north, south, whatever, you know what I mean? So Even the good areas of town nowadays have it. Like, even, even Campbell River, we're riddled with it now. Like, it doesn't matter where you go, they're doing it. And they're, Campbell they're River is a crazy, crazy place. Oh man, it has gotten so <laughs> crazy. What was that? What was it, that place? What was that place uh, that burned? That, I used to do shows at that place. The Quinsome Hotel. Quinsome Hotel. Quinsome Hotel. That place. Man, that I, I'm pretty sure COVID came from there. <laughs> I thought it was the people that were there were immune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I'm pretty sure COVID started. <laughs> it came from a pool ball. <laughs> oh fuck! Something initiated there. Oh, it wasn't man. COVID, it was something. Tetanus. Yeah, that was a greasy-ass fucking bar for it sure. Crazy. It was fun to do shows. It was I, fun. I love I love doing comedy in those greasy... You walk in and somebody wants to kill you right off the bat for, for, for no reason. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to come across. It, it gives you material for the next really show. Does. Like, if you walk out of a place like the Quinsome okay. without new material, you weren't looking hard you can, when they're not, and they're, when they're not laughing, you can actually watch the cocaine spread across the crowd. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're like, it's spreading. <laughs> the cocaine is spreading. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. So, so, uh, so Peter, uh, I I made a post the other day, and James and I were talking about this. I called you a the. Um, Swiss Army knife of comedy because I was looking up uh, all your stuff after we started talking and man, you are multifaceted. You are all over the place. It's, You're doing parody albums, radio shows. You got your uh, your web series, your Instagram and TikTok, and you're teaching kids right now. You're doing a kids seminar yeah. like online. Yeah, yeah. No, so the, the kids seminar online uh, we we put on we put on hold till summer. Okay, it's, it's going down, but. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it's called an ADD, man. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> All over doing everything. No, no, you know, it's, I just, I really, I started comedy a little, a little later, you know, in my, like, in my 30s, like 33. So I started, started a little, you know, I didn't start in my 30s. I always felt like, you know what I mean? I want, I was catching up and I always wanted to try all the, I wanted to try all these things my whole life. Yeah. So with whether it was stand up or sketch comedy, I love Saturday Night Live, um, parody albums. I loved, you know, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Me and my friends, oh, were yeah. always, me and my friends were always growing up as kids and making our own fake songs. And I was like, you know what, man, it, I'm not doing stand up right now. It's a good time to try things that put yourself in a little bit of a dangerous spot and try some new things, you know? Well, you, you kind of have to do that, right? Like, I don't know about you, but me and Ron were the same way growing up. We always had all these big ideas and we just never did it. Like we, yeah. we had these, we had these skits too like much of this. It, oh, well, that's <laughs> just it. We always had ideas like different skits, like going out, like all this stuff that you see on YouTube right yeah. now and all these TikTok guys, we've been there, done that. We just never pulled it off. We were yeah. always two stone laughing and talking about oh, it to oh, actually do it. Yeah, that's what I say. I, I have a joke about that. I was like, you know, when I was 18, I decided I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. I smoked a joint, and 15 years later, I started stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> True story. You know that's, what I mean? Oh, like, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, we, we can't, we can, that's the thing, you know what I mean? Just, you got to, act, and I found that that is part of the fun now is, and part of the ride is executing your plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like putting a plan together and sure, like, sure, that's great. And so talking about smoking one is great about it, but actually executing it, the way you feel after, like when you've come up, when you've actually finished a project is, is amazing. It's bar none, you know? That was what happened here with this, like with the yeah. podcast. So James and I have been friends since uh, we were nine, eight, 10 years old. Eight, eight, yeah, nine, yeah. Somewhere around there. And, uh, as we grew up and teenagers, young adults, we went to parties and we were always, a lot of the times, we were one of the focal points of a party because we're always laughing, joking, telling stupid things, yeah. doing stupid shit, whatever it was going on. <laughs> and um, it was always like, fuck, this is what we need to do. We need to make these videos. We need to, and like he yeah. said, we never got to it. So James came to me one day and he's like, dude, you know, it's COVID time. People are sitting at home. You know what? Let's do a fucking podcast. We got enough crazy ass fucking friends that'll download and listen to our podcast. Totally. That'll be fucking hilarious. And we, as best friends, could get together, smoke one, have a couple drinks, and have some laughs and meet some wicked people like yourself. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, no, I totally, totally. You got to connect. I was doing these. I was doing these when when the COVID first happened started. I was doing these at TG. Thank God it's quarantine Friday. <laughs> and I was doing them right off the front deck of my house in the hood. And I was just telling jokes and doing sets. Man, I was getting like 20,000 like 20, views a show. And then I did one because we have, a, we have a suite in our back off our house. And I'd walk through the house and my friend would play music on the top, on the roof. No. <laughs> and like, I'd have a little talk show. <laughs> and then I just got depressed. So I just all ended. <laughs> <laughs> dude how awesome would it be to have a fucking podcast on the roof of someone's house that's funny cars are fucking driving by we were, gonna, we were gonna do that bros called bros on the roof five to ten bros on the bros roof, on the roof. <laughs> that is so awesome yeah now you made me want to do it because you got this is, this is fine i think you should Thank you. This and, is and after COVID's done, maybe we'll have to make a guest appearance on your guys' show. I would love that. I would love that. 
We uh, we just got uh, so I did that this video about the the dryer in the in the pawn shop. We just oh had my that. god, that's <laughs> hilarious, dude! Thank you. We just had Nickel Street Pawnbroker. They want us in their videos, so we I've been writing. I've been writing some stuff of what we're going to do in a pawn shop in the Nimo's biggest pawn shop. <laughs> that is so he, awesome. He wrote me the other day. He showed me a picture of this dude filling. His teeth filling. <laughs> and no they were like shit. gold fillings? Gold fillings. Oh, shit. I'm going to – yeah, yeah. We had some We had some pretty funny, uh, funny ideas to come up, so. That's it, hilarious. It, so – is that where you draw a lot of your inspiration from and a lot of your jokes from is just shit you see on the street, 100%. stuff you see everywhere in everyday life? A hundred percent. My stand-up, like, you know, my first three or four years of st doing stand-up, I was just writing jokes to make people laugh just because that you're just, you're learning, you're getting your teeth. Yeah. I mean, you just want to, you just want to hopefully get people laughing in the room. Yeah. But once you get to, to that point, now I'm writing jokes of like my life and, and you know what I mean? Dipping into your life and what's going on in the streets and what's going on in, you know what I mean? With, with life and everything, depression, you know, drugs, whatever, you know what I mean? That's personal experience. Personal yeah. experiences, relationships, you know, it's, it's funny, you know what I mean? So. And, and if you watch a lot of the big, stars now on tv and a lot of the big comedians that's a lot of their sets are like that they yeah. start off at you know just making people laugh then it goes to like having kids at newborn to like three then yeah. you watch her getting married their divorces and, and it's basically telling a life story in a humorous sense totally totally it's uh i think you get a little bit more substance in your jokes, a little mm -hmm. bit more. people could relate to it a little bit better. Totally, and you want to, you know, it's, it's almost yeah, yeah. People, it's exactly, mm -hmm. people relate to you. And another thing is, when you're writing a joke that's your joke from your personal experience, it's really hard for somebody to hack on that joke because it's your it's, story. It's your story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a hacky joke because it's your. It's your life experience. It might sound like somebody's or anything, but it's your you, unique twist on it. I yeah, was always yeah. told that a joke, a joke is an idea, and how you feel about it is the punchline. So if you ever want to dissect good, yeah. a joke, if you ever want to dissect a joke, yeah, like how you feel about something, then that's cool. So, so who was your um, comedic idol? Like, who did you look up to before you got? Who were the big names that you kind of followed and and kind of aspired to be? Oh man. Um, well, it all started with with Eddie Murphy with like delirious, delirious, and raw. delirious. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a classic. 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 You know, it's outdated, and you couldn't like you wouldn't be able to even do that type no. of no. jokes jokes anymore. You know what I mean? He would he'd be barred for life. But even like you know Chris Rock and like Richard Pryor. Like I love I for some reason Af African American comedians have always been my favorite. Like Eddie. Eddie uh, Griffin, you know what I mean? I love, I, think, I love him. I think they could get away with saying whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And it's funny, totally. but they get away with it. Like, even even guys like Andrew Dice Clay, he is the funniest dude out there, mm -hmm. but he couldn't he couldn't pull that shit off now. Oh, no, hell no. The, the old Eddie Murphy, you couldn't pull it off oh, now. Oh, like, with, the, with the way the LGBT, like, oh, that one. jeans, boy. Yeah, you could, Rodney was, Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, he's amazing. Yeah, he he's could so never pull off that stuff now. Yeah, Sam Kinison. No, there's so many great ones. But like now, if you're like to listen now, it'd be like Bill Burr. 
Yeah. Or like uh, Jim Jeffries because he just keeps it really real. I'm still a big fan of Kevin Hart. The Kevin dude the dude makes me fucking laugh. He's great. And you know what? If you can be like that clean and that real, like even Jim Gaffigan, you know what? He's the ultimate yeah. clean comedian, but he's amazingly hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love, I love Burt Kersher. He is just, oh. Funny thing, Lachlan Patterson said, I don't know if you know who Lachlan Patterson is. No, I don't think so. He was so. on America's uh, last comic stand. He came running up. He was like the first one. And he was like, he came in. He was so amazing. It took me three years to get him to the Queens. And he's okay. from Heather Island. And then, dude, this dude looks like a model. Like, like he looks like, 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 he looks like a mannequin. He's like perfect. But he's the funniest guy ever. And uh, he he said I reminded him of Burt Kersher, just my goofiness and everything. I'm like, man, that's a compliment in this. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, when he told me, I'm like, oh my god, really, man? I came off stage. I did this this joke, and he was he was so in love with this bit that that he was so in love with this bit that he tagged it every time I came off. He was like, I'm more to tell you about that joke. He was like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> this joke, I'm not gonna kid you. This joke I did in front of uh, Kenny from Kenny Ver- with Kenny Verspey. Kenny, uh, I don't, I can't remember his last name. Kenny Verspey, but he's also a writer for South Park. Yes. Okay. And I did this joke in front of him, and I'm not even kidding you. It's it's about a cocaine dispensary. <laughs> I'm going to build a cocaine dispensary because marijuana is legal. Yeah, can become a pioneer. I'm like, yeah, we'll give it a cute little name like the White Spot. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> or like maybe who's whose line is it anyways? The hungry nostril. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, hungry nostril. Maybe we'll call it Tim Storton. Joe has got time Tim for Tim so, so I did this joke, and I'm not kidding you. South Park had a cocaine dispensary a year later in their thing. I did no it. No right way. Here. I did it right in front of them. And That's hilarious. I, and I was showing him five to ten. He's like, oh, do you know this guy? I'm like, yeah, I go, that, that's me. Anyway, but I did the joke, and I, he was watching it. He thought it was hilarious. And, he, and he's a head writer on South Park now. And, that's crazy. Uh, and, and, and the year later, they had a, a cocaine dispensary on it. So I take that as a compliment. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. compliment, you know? So you uh, had mentioned also you kind of were in, you were kind of working an angle and possibly Trailer Park Boys where yeah. producers were kind of looking at you as well. And- yeah, yeah. So they, I thought we were going to be working with them for about eight months. The producer's like, we're talking with the boys and this and that. And it was a weird, and he got fired. And no uh, <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> but this dude won, this dude won, uh, uh, he has an Emmy Award. He has an Emmy. He has, he has a couple, actually, this producer, and they hired him on, but he loved Loved. He loved five to ten so much, and he even he pitched me just recently to Bell TV. And um, and anyways, yeah, he was yeah, the, but it just didn't. I don't know, just didn't gel with him or whatever, and didn't keep on moving. I love I love the character. It, it's golden. The character's I, hilarious. He's right. It's so it was so funny and when they pulled up because it was uh, it was uh, Patrick. His name was Patrick, and he had his partner uh, Keith with him. And they came to visit me here. They want they want to come meet me in five to ten and see what we're all about here. So so they pulled out. I put out all my signs and posted there, and I dressed up as five to ten. So, so they uh, they pulled up, and I'm like, "Hey, bros!" I'm like, <laughs> no way. I'm like, "Welcome to Casa de Jameson." And then I walked down there, and I go, "Hey, bros, proceed." Oh yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, bros!" I go, uh, "I actually." Uh, Missed the good old days of entertainment. 
I go, uh, when you only had to blow one guy instead of two. <laughs> and they, they laugh. Oh, yeah, they laughed so hard. And then I took them in the back alley because I, I live on the worst alley also in Nanaimo. <laughs> and there's always, like, action and people getting high and shooting up and whatever. And, we, and I walk out back. I go, hey, guys, I want to show you around. I show them in the back alley. And I go back there, and there's three guys getting high, shooting up, but one of them had really good hair. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he had long, like, like luscious like, hair, like Kenny G hair. It was no way. Oh, it, it, it was, was Fabio. Oh yeah, his hair was amazing, and they honestly thought that I hired actors to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you hire actors to like act like? They're like, junking out. In the back alley. I'm like, no, I'm not that good. But <laughs> it's, just, it's just homeless, Joe. Yeah, we, we've always had a we've always had a little laugh about that. But no, it. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just doing my thing right now. We have a we have a season out. We made a season that I think is really world class, <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna. I, I think I'm just gonna do this TikTok stuff for right now, and maybe do a little YouTube. But I really think this TikTok stuff's where it's at. So. There's lots of there's lots of following going through TikTok. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. If you catch the right algorithm and they everybody sees your video and people start liking it, like you can get pretty fast. Like you and I were talking, like I had a video and it was just stupid. I was doing the dishes and the Darude sandstorm comes on and I turned and did a little dance. I got over eight hundred thousand likes. That's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> we uh, we just uh, and I, I just want to get this album out. That's what I've been working on. Is this album? I want to. I want to get this five-song album, couple videos out. And what, what's this? Is pretty awesome. So, is it going to be just a bunch of parodies and a bunch of video clips, or is it going to be just music, or what's? So we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do a five-song, at least five-song parody album, and uh, we're we're going to have videos, yeah, videos. We're going to, and it's yeah, it's going to be on the album, and uh, we're yeah, we're pretty excited. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a crowdfunder to finish off because man, I'm tell you. I'm been working doing comedy and you know what i mean so normally i'd pay for this album myself but uh we're gonna do a crowdfunder and get the community behind it and uh we got some new logos and we're really gonna rock and roll and i think this album's gonna be great it's gonna be something a great piece of work coming from the island you know from a comedian from the island especially so, in so that kind of spins off into another question i had for you so um with COVID 19 and them shutting down theaters and and not allowing you to have more than 50 people and oh, yeah. so so as a stand-up comedian that means like you're pretty much you're done you're like, yeah you're not you're not doing anything that's yeah. why you're that's why you jumped on this uh parody album and, 100%. Yeah. We, uh, we we had uh, June 14th, we opened up again. We, we got shut down in like March or whatever last year. June 14th, uh, the Queen's my venue here where I've produced shows for mental health awareness for uh, seven years. We have turned it into one of the best comedy clubs in, in the country. Anyways, um, uh, June 14th, they were ahead of everybody. They had Pledge Class everybody. We did the only, sh- the first show in Canada. No way. Yeah, it was it like, yeah, we did the first show, Global King and everything. It was super cool. And we just did backyard shows and and just trying to make some new crazy things happen. 50 people shows. I did a lot of those at the Queens. But November, I knew it was the last show too in November on the 14th. So I made sure I had like people that really meant a lot to me on the show and and people I actually started with Randy Andy, a comedian, a female comedian uh, 
super funny, great show. Anyway, she uh, we had her, we I, we had her on my last show, and I knew it was the last show, so we made it special. But yeah, it's been like six months. That's, That's crazy. crazy, right? So yeah. a lot of, a lot of people right now, like on TikTok and and a lot of the comedians out in Alberta, they're doing outdoor shows. They'll just go and randomly stop in the middle of a mall and just start dropping just a, a show kind of if you will for 10 minutes amongst a bunch of people and just see what happens or they'll go to a park and they'll just stand there and they'll just start telling jokes with a megaphone has that ever interested you kind of along the lines of what you were doing on the rooftop kind of thing but <laughs> you saw that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna i actually i wish i could show you i have this huge plexiglass box and i put it that was in my video yeah yeah my music video that my friend that was a homeless guy in the video we're thinking about doing some shows inside that box. I'm going to get some stuff going. We're going to turn it into a plexiglass pawn shop. We're going to do some fun stuff. I don't know. I I just think we should chill right now, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until we flatten the curve, I'm just going to – I'm man, I, I'm chomping at the bit like any comedian. I want to get out there. I would, I would like, love to do that, the, the slash playing guitar in the Grand Canyon right now on top of the Coast Bastion in Nanaimo. But it's just not happening. We got to be good, you know. I feel yeah, like, yeah. I feel like we got to uh, just get it and then get back to performing properly. Well, James and I haven't uh, hung out in over a year because he's on the island and I'm in the Lower Mainland. So this this uh, podcast was another way for us to, like I said, hang out and yeah, know, be able to socialize like we used to, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Just like sit <laughs> yeah, have a couple drinks and yeah. So, that's just yeah. That's the what only. Are you guys drinking? What are you guys drinking? I'm drinking Corona tonight. Nice. That's that's a perfect time to uh, go for a sponsor break. But I'm drinking the Barman's vodka with uh, pineapple juice and uh, lime. Mine's up there. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing bad. I'm doing domestic. I like my beer. Like I like my violence. Domestic. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so awesome. Maybe that's not a great time to go on a fucking uh, sponsor break on that. One. <laughs> uh, that's fucking funny. That's hilarious. Mad Lab Distilling, located in South Vancouver, produces fine, handcrafted spirits with a focus on making a beautiful, rich, and smooth single malt whiskey. They take a completely hands-on approach to spirits, from building their own custom equipment, brewing, distilling, and aging. Each step is carefully controlled and tested for the best quality. Mad Laboratory products are a beautiful and enriching experience. MadLabDistilling.com. Premium spirits at their best. So yeah, no, I I like domestic beer. I'm just I'm, I try all this fancy schmancy stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm a domestic beer type of guy. Well, uh, we uh, we actually are sponsored by a distillery in Vancouver, so we actually have uh, four different bottles that they have provided with us to try. So every week when we do a, we try to switch it up and and talk a little bit about it. And James is drinking the barman tonight. What you need to do is you need to get a bottle shipped to everybody and see how. Fucked up, you guys can get. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We should do that for one of our podcasts. Just like, get a big bottle of 40 pounder, 
just start recording the live and just see, diaper. yeah see, diaper. have three or four different people fuck it what we should do is we should have vicky on one side you on one five to ten on the other side and let's just get fucking people oh, yeah. Uh, yeah dude that's what you want to do man. <laughs> we got Oh, that's what people. Hey, that's what the people want, man. That's what the people okay, want. Right. They want to see a comedian, two fat guys, and a stripper oh, all getting man. fucking hammered. Uh, man, a funny story. Um, I was my next song, my next parody song is uh, I is uh, TH instead of TNT ACDC. We created a song called THC. THC, <laughs> no beautiful. That's I love awesome. It. Oh yeah. So uh, we we had a plan at the old Arlington. Do you remember the strip bar, the Arlington? Yeah, yeah. Outside of the news there. Yeah. Yep. Well, my friend has the dispensary. One of my sponsors there has the dispensary there. He got he got kicked out. <laughs> well, they, they, shut, they shut him down. First Nations. I'm I'm sponsored by uh, Mary Jane's Pure Care, which is the First Nations uh, dispensary off the Nanus Reserve. Okay. Great people. They hire us for shows. Um, they made me feel like family. And he's he's, uh, he's an indigenous guy, Ty Bob, that's actually put uh, opened up dispensaries in um, on reserves all across the country. You don't have to pay taxes. You know what, man? That's how we make things cool with with the indigenous people. We support them with with. You know what I mean with with ventures and and products and everything. So yeah, yeah. I love gang guys. Anyways, we were gonna film. We were gonna film um, the video on the roof of the Arlington, and he <laughs> and, and he kept the old strip pole and the stage and the nice. DJ booth there, man. I had the best plan for a goddamn video. I had strippers that used to strip there. Oh, like, that's not, awesome. We're not talking girls in their twenties. Yeah, I, by the time don't roll like that. No, we got the forties. Oh, their forties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tattoos everywhere. They've been through some shit. Those are the girls that I want in my. She's up there with. There's one with the eye patch. One with a wooden. Oh yeah. Oh, teeth optional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of so we're gonna take it downtown and I'm gonna do it on the cannon. Right on. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You gotta go. I like to go really overboard with the five to ten stuff. You gotta take it to the kind of the next. It's so low budget that you have to take it this high. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Like yeah. I always compare it to Trailer Park Boys because yeah. I'm a huge fan of Trailer Park Boys, and I've been watching. Like I, I stumbled across the five to ten probably i want to say three years but maybe it was two years it was a while ago i stumbled across it and i got fucking hooked oh, and i watched like i watched it probably a thousand times each one i've showed my buddies and then when ron told me or we actually got hooked up with uh, carl carl, carl told yeah. us that he knew you and then i'm like what who's peter and then i i'm like he's like five to ten i'm like no way bro proceed they're all like oh you're an idiot like and I'm like, man, I like the dude's fucking hilarious. Like, oh, this man. would be fucking beautiful. So then I had to watch the rest of your stand up, and I'm like, fuck, the guy's hilarious. Like, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. The five to ten, just it's it's up my alleyway. Like that yeah. stuff's funny as shit, well, man. I had I had Brian Vollmer. I don't know if you know who he is. He's the lead singer from Helix. Give me more. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That dude, he got a it went. He got a hold of me, and he's like, he did this huge write-up on him. He's like, this dude reminds me of every of one dude that I've met in every shitty bar across Canada. <laughs> <laughs> across Canada, he goes, there's this piece of shit there. 
and I wanted to use him so bad. He would have. He said he would even fly out here, but but he's uh he's Ricky's favorite band is Helix. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I can't hack that hard. You know, yeah. I'm trying to have my own kind of identity and stuff. I'm like, now I start plucking his favorite. You know. But yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was honestly one of the biggest big ups I've ever ever had. I like, I was like, the first video I ever saw as a kid when I was like four was a Helix video. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's so awesome. Give it R R O O U. You know, it's funny as I was I was telling James actually we do a live before we do this before we record with somebody yeah, we're, yeah. Always, we're live on our page we talk to our fans and we right. kind of have a couple of drinks and it helps prime us up for the for the podcast recording and we were talking about a couple of your videos that we had watched and I thought the one um, where you did the different sounds of the native Vancouver Island people and you're doing the dirty hippie and the the seal and the oh, oh that, that's fucking <laughs> hilarious that's crazy I remember the sounds I, that was i was opening for that was like one of my first jokes man i was opening up for bank i don't even use that joke anymore <laughs> and i should it's a great joke it's it was pretty fantastic. funny yeah yeah but that and i was opening for nikki payton that was my first time at the port theater i remember that i was begging her for one more minute i had i had a eight minute set and she's like no i'm only letting you do so i'm like please Please let me do. I had it timed out because I timed it in the mirror because I went over it like a thousand times. <laughs> I was like, I think I was about a year in. That's and you awesome. just That's when you're just tense and you're like repeating it. Out. Now, now I'm just like, okay, let's just go. Just nah. get up there and put it out. Yeah, yeah, it. totally. That's awesome. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll run off to our sponsors and we'll be Stop right that. back on part two. White Rhino Extracts, a Canadian cannabis brand based out of British Columbia that sources, produces, and distributes the highest quality THC and CBD products in the country. Dedicated to selling only the purest products, free from any additives, toxins, or hidden ingredients. Providing the community with knowledgeable insight, quality weed, and superior customer service. Quality stays high while the prices stay low at WhiteRhinoExtracts.com. Well, my family's outside. I put them outside by a fire, so. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I might get my beach child to explain that one to the to judge. I'm, hey, oh, my daddy. My, I, my, daughter, uh, my daughter got a hypothermia because dad was doing a podcast. <laughs> I gave her cookies in the hippo show. What the fuck more can I give her? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, I got some hot cocoa, but... Uh, the neighborhood crackhead was looking after him, stalking the fire, keeping him warm. It was okay. No, no, the, the fire, when I said the fire, it was actually a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had the Narcan. It, Narcan. it was okay. That's okay. They were, they were coming. My daughter's free and already know, knows how to administer it. <laughs> so bad my neighborhood is. My neighborhood's so bad, even my shoes, shoes are laced with fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, you know what people? You know what people? Uh, you know what people soak in their bathtubs in my neighborhood? Huh. Meth. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest show you've done so far? <sighs> I don't know if it was for Nelly. I think it might have been opening for Nelly downtown Nanaimo. Like Nelly. The rap, that's the, yeah. It's getting hot in the Don't take off all your clothes. The, yeah, the singer Nelly. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. 
I think him or whatever else. Him, I did a bunch of music shows that I was the host. So Platinum Blonde, I did one, but now I think they had Nelly or like or like John Lovitz. John, John Lovitz. Lovitz. See, I went and, I went and watched the John Lovitz when he came to Camber River here. Yeah, and that I, was a good I, show. Yeah, I was. Did he put me on that show? No, I was a Courtney show. That's that's where I went and saw him. Was that Courtney at the fucking? Courtney, um, I opened for him. I'm nice, nice. He doesn't even remember. So I was just I thinking, know, like I you don't, don't remember. I feel, I feel like a piece of shit now because I, I don't remember. It. I killed it. <laughs> I would have cheered for you. That okay. was the one that he was on the piano, and he didn't even. I didn't even find his set that great. Well, he like, was he was a unique individual, man. John, my John Lovitz experience. Would you guys like to hear it? Yeah. Okay, so John Lovitz, I love Saturday Night Live more than anything. So Absolutely. Did the Victoria show with him. It went well, and I met him after, and he was just like, he was just very, he's not like you think he'd be. A lot of these guys aren't, you know what I mean? It's a persona. You know, yeah, yeah. Do you think they'd be the, the funnest character they're putting on, yeah. They'd be the funnest guys in the world, man. He, John Lovitz was, he, he was, I think, he, I don't know if I call him a low point, but he just wasn't he was like the friendliest of people. And, and I was like, I was like, and, and and this, but this is how ignorant I am coming from the Nama. I never had any Jewish friend. I knew no Jewish people coming from I love the where this is going already. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do you know any Jewish people in Campbell River? I, I can't say I do. No. Exactly. You know what I mean? What about you? None. Yeah. None. You, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a commodity. Even in no. Calgary. Calgary, I grew up in Calgary as a kid. That we, I knew I had Jewish friends. Our men's friends. Right, so, John Lovitz. So, anyways, I did my first show with him in Victoria. I was so stoked. It was the first time I've actually worked with, like, a star. So, I didn't know how to contain myself. I was so excited. And, uh, I'm like, like I said, I didn't know any Jewish people it, ever. So, this is my <laughs> ignorance. So, I'm like, hey, John, I'm like, tomorrow in Nanaimo. Because the show is in Nanaimo next time. I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, uh, we'll go to my favorite uh, restaurant, Homeland, while these pork wontons. He's like, he's like, pork. He's like, ew, gross. And then that's all I saw for him till the next night. So, <laughs> so I scared him away with some greasy pork. Poor guy did not want pork. So, anyways, the other opener, I guess he said hi to him once in three days, and I was all over him. I was like. Like a fucking puppy dog. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Anyways, by uh, the after oh after uh, after the next show in Nanaimo, uh, yeah, he still didn't talk to me, and uh, and uh, the third one was in Courtney, so I just stopped talking to him. I was like, you know what, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. I was I worked the rigs at that time. I was like, fuck this guy. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. doing so I was in Courtney, and I can't believe you don't remember this because I. Blew the roof off the place. That's I remember now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Wait, wait. Yeah. I, had a, I had a great show, and that when I, I walked by John Lovett's dressing room, and he it was at the Sid Williams, and he's like, he's like, hey, Peter, you got sounds like you're getting some laughs up there. Let's come in here for a minute. And he sat with me. <laughs> he sat Did he play the piano for you too? No, he sat with me for an hour. After the show, and he told me he really came through all of a sudden. And he's and he uh, and he sat with me, and told me stories about like Chris Farley and like hanging out with the Rat Pack 
and telling me about joke processes and like, techniques and shit. It was the best hour of my life. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah for cool. sure. It really turned around. It, it, and uh, he, yeah, it was like, it was one of the best hours of my life. You sat there, you like, you'd like, like, you gotta make people laugh. You go, don't be a storyteller. Like, to make them laugh, Peter. So we went to, uh, we went to, I think it was the avalanche after there was an after party at the avalanche there, and my friends were there. They're like, oh, Peter, like, what's John Lovis like? What's, you know, what's he like telling you? I'm like, oh, he's just like this. Peter, lay me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, quit talking. <laughs> and I hear right behind me, really funny, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing right behind me. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, he, he really he turned around like yeah, really yeah he was he was pretty pretty interesting guy so once he realized that you're cool. funny and you take your craft seriously oh yeah totally totally and yeah he sat me for a while and the stories he was telling me were just amazing like, you know, I bet. like he's in new york in the prime time of saturday night live you know like could you Im i couldn't imagine the stories that could be told from that era like you got your Chris Farley, your like Tim Adam Meadows, Sandler, Tim, Tim Meadows, Meadows, like, like so Jesus. many huge, oh, huge stars. Adam Sandler, Chris Spade, you know, I, David I Spade, Spade, yeah. Spade. You know, who I really like is um, is what's his name, Dana, Dana Carvey, though. He's one. Dana of my Carvey's favorite. pretty oh, funny. Fuck. Yeah. If you ever see his stand-up, like he wrote, he writes all of when those guys go on their soak up tour. It's what I call it. Like like John Lovitz, he writes most of their stuff. Really, he's a, eh? he's, a, he's a like a really great stand-up comedian. The one comedian I always wanted to see was Bob Saget. Bob Saget, he is one dirty. He is the most oh, perverted yeah. fuck dirty. you've ever heard in your life. He, he came. He would. He came just before I started stand-up. Stand -up, so I just missed him. But yeah, that, that is the one comedian besides you. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I, I, I like the perverted stand-up. Like, I just like that shock factor. And it, yeah, I love it too. I've always loved as that. long as long as the the comedian could deliver it in the right contents. Like, I remember one time we were we were me and Ron worked at a bar. We had this comedy night at the bar. The comedian didn't show up. Ron tried getting up there and do stand-up, <laughs> and the guy fucked everything up he I'm just bummed. tried yeah. to fucking copy everybody else's stand-up yeah he got heckled like a the only funny thing he said was this guy was heckling ron ron looked at him and goes you know what i don't go to the bus depot rip the dick out of your mouth and tell you how to do your job don't tell me how to do mine which we both saw in a movie so i knew that he it wasn't his line anyways but everybody laughed and he dropped the mic and walked off he delivered it. He dropped the mic and walked off. And that yeah. was, he was, was a, a, I was a legend. I was a legend. He was that. a legend. And I'm like, dude, you butchered like 10 minutes and you said one <laughs> thing funny. And now you're the fucking hero. Because you, you wanted to why? Because that's all that. And that's another thing for stand-up comedy. I always tell every comedian, just close hard. It doesn't matter about any. Nobody's going to ever remember any fucking thing you said. Close hard. With a badass joke that takes care of all your shitty jokes, and that's yeah. you know what I I live that line in the bedroom every single time. Oh, I, yeah. I close hard, and if I can't close hard, I make her laugh. Oh, Either way, I win. I always finish hard. That's why I I'm always sleeping alone. <laughs> <laughs>
so what's the worst you've ever bombed? Because I know every comedian has bombed. Oh yeah, it's it's happened. It's it's bound to happen. It's it's going to happen again. What's the worst you've ever bombed? Spin us a story. Cobble Hill. Cobble Hill. What a shit show that place is, anyways. Oh yeah, Cobble Hill Pub at uh, about my third year in. Second or no, second or third year in. Yeah, third year and I uh I was I went there and it just it felt off to every dude there and not they all had perfect hair, like newscaster hair and like the <laughs> the females there. And then not one dude was drinking a beer, they're all drinking like spritzers and wines and so I'm like oh, what's, what's, what's wrong with that? Oh yeah. <laughs> but it just it just it just felt off and I'm like I the headliner I knew I was gonna bomb. And I, uh, I, I was this bald guy with a goatee and I stood out of the light so it was me in the dark because I was still kind of learning, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Second year, no one told me to stay in the goddamn light. So I was standing there and I was just throwing everything I could and I ate it for 25 minutes straight. <laughs> so oh, so, yeah. so let, me, let me ask you something. You needed somebody to tell you that you have to stand in the light yeah that's not that's not obvious no, just, <laughs> when you're on stage you don't want like <laughs> i just stood no i just stood out of it and I, I just stood out of it for some reason and i just didn't knew like just, just i thought just i always roam the stage anyway the moment moving but yeah. i just stayed weirdly out of this light so you saw this dude in the shadow and it was just it was a bad night and i never forget my best friend matt billen who's one of the best comedians in this country and i owe, owe him everything and um i'll never forget him calling me because he's friends with the headliner and then like, <laughs> him calling me in tears laughing going i have been waiting so long for to watch you bomb and eat it like, <laughs> He goes, I've been waiting. He goes, he goes, I goes, this is amazing. He goes, this is where you learn. You don't, he goes, you don't learn from killing it all the time and stroking your ego. It's like you learn from taking a shit kicking, figuring out your shit. He goes, that's where you learn. Things. You learn from losing more than you do from winning. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's friend. a real friend. A yeah. friend that could laugh at you when you're at your lowest. Oh, yeah. Friend. Oh yeah, and, and and takes pride in that, and oh, like yeah. takes that I, by the balls. I don't know how many times because my first two or three years it was just me driving down to Victoria on my own dime to open mics and and doing three to five minutes and you know just earning your chops. You know what I mean? Eating in the time, yeah. Eating it a lot and like and whether you had great shows, you had bad shows, you had great shows, you had bad shows. I don't know how many times I drove back on that Malahat driving back looking for a ramp that just went right off the fucking Malahat. <laughs> Crying yourself to sleep. <laughs> like a Duke's hazard right into the right into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if that submarine launched one right at my truck? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, that's killing. I, I just oh yeah. Sometimes almost in tears. I was like, that was horrible, just some low time, but but amazing and that's part of the journey you know what i mean that's what it takes takes to to be a good at anything you know yeah and take your lumps so did you did you like come out of the womb telling knock knock jokes like 
fucking so, on your always, way out, like born that way, or always? I was always funny. I was always a funny kid at school. Always the class clown, and uh, yeah, I feel it's so funny because I had I I I did a school reunion and my old principal showed up from high school and she hated me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, and, and, and I can see why I was a bad kid. I was a really bad kid, and I got in lots of trouble. And uh, but I remember going on the my current name was that Jeep Parhar. I'm like, when uh, Jeep Par, I got on the mic. I'm like, when Jeep Parhar come to the office, uh, Jeep Parhar come to the office. I was like, how do you fucking like it? <laughs> <laughs> right off, right off the hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Oh shit! Uh, but to be able to do those things, kind of be, do a full circle. Oh yeah. Uh, I was yeah. I was a, a class clown that actually now I before COVID was making I make a living. Yeah. Things, you know? yeah. And you guys said I'd amount to nothing to look at me now, bitches. Oh yeah. Well, it's, yeah. It's like that's good. So now is your um, I gather most of your friends, but. How about your family? Is your family supportive of you of your journey and what you're going through? Because I know as a up and coming comedian, there's not a huge amount of money there. No, no, no. And uh, yeah, no, they're super supportive and uh, yeah, they love what I do. My especially my in laws, my in laws with my wife's side, they're they're like my my biggest fans. And no, it's good. And you know, I was doing okay because I was producing shows on the island. I had the Queens, and I was producing a pretty good show. So I set a I set a goal for myself to make a living from comedy, and I was hitting that goal for like five years. So I just set with my shows and stuff, and and so I kind of got accustomed to that. You know what I mean? And I liked everything about it. I loved everything about comedy. I loved um, I liked not only performing, but I liked going and putting posters up in my community. You know, old school, like going to shops with my daughter and her walking in. And handing this this shopkeeper a po a poster, it's like right from the yeah, right from the eighties yeah. and nineties. It's like very, that. it's very, it's very uh, you know easy, and it's very you know what I mean. It's just it's pure. It felt really pure to me to be in my community and going. I don't know if that came around family, but I I kind of directed that one. I, you got me drinking now, guys. Another <laughs> 10 minutes, I'm going to be fucking crying here. That's, all right. That's how we end our podcast anyways. We all cry and... Cry, uh, I tug it out. Tug it, tug it out. That's how we do it. Dude, we don't do that ever, man. Why are you saying that? We never do that. Maybe tonight we're going to start a new trend, but we never do that before. This isn't the fan only. Between us. This is the only, this is the only fans. You know what? We're all starving here. It's COVID. Yeah, I'll do whatever I it, uh, You know, with that hat, you're not Tom Cruise with that hat off with the with the hair, but uh, I have been known to offer myself up to Tom Cruise for 10 grand. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Dude, so here's here's where that's <laughs> we're talking one day. I'm like, hey, dude, what would it take for you to give yourself to Tom Cruise? He's like, huh? I said, how much? How much for you to give yourself to Tom Cruise? Like set, set the set the story like, here. Like, I'm rolling a joint. He's I'm rolling, rolling a, joint. a joint. So I'm 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 right into rolling my joint. Making and I'm like, how nice. much is it going to cost Tom Cruise to have sex with you? I'm like, fuck you off, man. He's like, I don't know. I said, what a thousand bucks? He's like, no. I'm like two grand, three grand. He's like, no. 
I'm like, well, what's what's the number? What's the magical number here? It's like, I don't know, like 10 grand. I'm like, 10 grand, leave me alone. Fucking whore. You cheap whore. Like, you're going to go to all your buddies and tell them, like, I just had sex with Tom Cruise for 10 grand. Like, for me, the number is like, it's got to be at least 100,000 or more. Are you talking like he's uh, giving him your your, your asshole? You're giving him the the pucker pusher. No, pucker pusher or your mouth. There's a difference. Is there? At this point of the game, is there really a difference? Yeah, because one's going to hurt your emotions and one's going to hurt your asshole. (laughs) Either way, your ego's fucked. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I don't know. Right now? I tried to backtrack that one as soon as I said it. 2021, like my friends wouldn't frown on me as like they would in the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, what's what's your number? It, it, it's got to be a, at least a dollar above 10 grand. 50 G's. 50 G's. <laughs> we got a second taker. We got a second taker. 50 grand. Hey, hey mission, in, mission impossible, you said. <laughs> mission is possible. Hey, pushing unstoppable. <laughs> oh. From Peter, oh, grand is the number. Pushing unstoppable three. That's fucking hilarious. Hey, Ron, you are a cheap whore. At ten grand, I, I guess fucking, I am. You're selling am yourself short. Whore. Hey, ten grand, ten grand. I guess you know. Yeah, but you can't even get a cheap car for ten grand. <laughs> you can't get a reliable car for ten grand. What are you gonna do with ten grand? A bunch of fucking cheeseburgers? Couple and, uh, probably. Next, next question. Are you going to call him Maverick while he's fucking... <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, you, for have sure. To. you have and to. He's going to call me Goose. <laughs> duck, duck, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast just went south quick. Lay, laying little Tom Cruise eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking hilarious. So uh so you got your parody album. That's do you have a release date on that yet? You said it's like a five is it a five uh a five a five song album. We are going to uh do a crowdfunder in about three weeks. Uh I have I have this super hilarious uh logo. I'm gonna show you guys this, just you guys this. But I got a, a amazing logo. Uh, we're gonna do a bunch of cool stuff, like whether people it's People are gonna contribute. We're gonna do free shows. We're gonna we're gonna do lots of cool shit. Well, I'll come plant pot 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 uh, seeds at your house. I'll come do whatever. <laughs> Five to ten, well, you know, I'll bring you corn. <laughs> Five dogs. to ten, bro. Five to ten, I'll wash your car. Whatever, man. We're gonna raise. We're gonna raise a bunch of money for this album, and uh, we're gonna and we're gonna make it do something special from the island too. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I think it's gonna do- be funny. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna do uh, comedy bits and live comedy bits in between. That's five to ten. Nice. You know I, think, I think I think we could get behind something like that. Eh? Yeah, I think we can some help support so, that. For sure. So here's <laughs> what here's what me and Ron are doing. We've 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 had some requests for us to do a calendar shoot okay. of me and Ron. Different different scenes like us as the Titanic, me and Ron holding Ron up at the Titanic. The ghost pottery a, scene. The go- ghost pottery scene, me fucking wrapped around Ron, fucking doing oh, the clay that'd thing. Be, that'd be beautiful. So, what, about, what, about, what about nuns on the run? Fuck, hey, dude. <laughs> on the that's run. fucking awesome. So we're going to do this calendar, and, and our original plan was we were going to 50% of the proceeds will go to uh, uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at Ron thinking, 
maybe the rest of it yeah. can go towards yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd be you totally know? into throwing in towards yours. That'd oh, be cool. Guys, that would be that would be amazing. I, I wouldn't expect you know what though. That would be amazing. Hey, we're not we're not talking hundreds of thousands of dollars no, here. We're, we're talking about two fat guys doing a calendar. No, <laughs> no, that would be it. That would be amazing, guys. You don't you don't have to do. I I feel bad taking that away. No, no, no. It's, oh, we're doing it for, it for the money. We're just doing it to make people laugh and do it. That would be amazing. Blow ourselves, right? Let's go. Let's go. We'll do it. And you know what? We'll. Uh, We'll put you inside the album because on the inner album, for people that do things, we're gonna have their names. And Fuck, that'd be fucking that'd be perfect. Sweet. Like that'd we're just sweet. doing it for the publicity, build our podcast up a little bit, yeah. get our shit out there, and and do something for somebody, right? Like I know Thank all you. the fundraisers are doing shitty right now because COVID and all this stuff. So I know juvenile diabetes. We're fat. I got some in my family that you know juvenile kids that have diabetes. So I figured that's a good charity to do it towards oh. the rest of it. Fuck. It's not that we need the money. Might as well throw it something else that's pretty cool. That'd be so super funny. Cool. Yeah. I would take, I, I'm not going to say no. Wicked. So, no, I will take that, guys. I would really appreciate it. I'd love to come on your podcast again. That'd be fucking beaut, man. Well, you know what? Once you once you guys get it all ready and you got it, you just share the link with us and we'll blast it on our page, too. Oh, thank you. Thank and God. we're going to do it. We're gaining followers. I think we're up to about what five, five, just over five hundred, just on, on, uh, on Facebook. Facebook. But our our Spotify accounts just been blowing up the last few episodes. Oh, has it actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, next I, next I, week I, we have uh, next week we have a guy from uh, Ice, Ice Road, Road Truckers. Truckers. Nice. That's yeah. So we're in good company, man. And you know, you just keep on putting it out. You should get Mercules on here. We talked about it on our live. We're actually talking about trying to get him on because. Uh, He's actually a member of another group that I'm in as well. So and he's and he's fat. Yeah, and he's big. Yeah. And he's fat. Yeah, so he'd be fucking perfect. Fits in right in, uh, right? You know what, man? He uh, he contacted me. Cole contacted me uh, when my first. I didn't even know who the fuck he was, and uh, like not and, and I do now, obviously. But uh, he contacted me when Five Ten First came out. And he's like, this dude reminds. He's like, hey, man, he goes, I love what you're doing, bro. He goes, this dude reminds me about, like, every dude I grew up with in Corey. <laughs> <laughs> every old, old dude, older dude I grew up in Surrey. Yeah. And, and, and then, and so, yeah, he was a fan, and yeah, he's, he's like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's, uh, he is, he's getting huge. He's blowing up everywhere right now. <laughs> he's, he, he's like a leader. Like, he's, he's really, it's, it's, he's a good role model. For uh, these kids to be listening to hip hop, because people people just want to follow somebody that speaks a good speak a good has a good word, and he has a good word. He's positive, you know what I mean. He loves, his, yeah. you know what I mean. He's proud of his parents, his girl. He treats his girlfriend well. Like that's a good. That's a good it, role it's model. Like a, it's a good role model for kids to see how you he treats people around him well. well He's respectful, you know. Well, you look at rappers nowadays, like when we grew up, we're probably all around the same age. I'm 42, Ron's 43. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 29. Yeah, so we're all, we're all, we all grew up with the same type of hip hop. We listen to drug dealer mi music. Oh, yeah. The kids nowadays listen to drug user music. Like all these drug, <laughs> well, it's, it's the true. truth. Like, all true. these fucking that's rappers a, nowadays are crackheads. That's, that's They're dipping on the, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't see fucking Biggie sipping on the Spiro. Nope. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be, you know, he's sipping on the gin and juice. Yeah, totally. He's making totally. money. He's not spending money and all cracked yeah. out. No, yeah, totally. He's, uh, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a different scene. I, lo- I love I love hip hop. Like, I, I lost. I I, I got, kind of got out of it after the kind of era after like DMX and after like you know what I mean and like yeah yeah a little bit later in the nineties. You know what I mean. I kind of kind of just lost the lost the passion for it. I was the same way. I I actually was kind of I went out of the hip hop and actually believe it or not, went into the country scene for a few years and actually yeah. found some really great country that was going on. And uh, Mercules was one of the... <laughs> Mercules was one of the good ones that actually brought me back to listen to some of the current stuff. Like, he's got some yeah, wicked great. tunes. No, yeah, he's got some great tunes. And, uh, you know, I even like Drake. Like, my wife Scott loves Drake. I took her to Drake. But they, he's even, like, you know... He's all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, it's that's cool. Like this mumble rap. We were gonna do five to ten, then oh. get on the stirrup. Yeah, he turns into this like amazing mumble rapper. You should a hundred percent, dude. That that's fucking gold. We have another season. We have another season fully written. Man. But if you ever need like backup, like fucking just extras. I would love that. I'd Dude, love that. I would love to be on. I don't even <laughs> care. I'll walk around topless fucking uh, that's shaking and twitching. I don't even give a shit. I'll that's blow some cheeseburgers out my blowhole. I, I would love that. Some of the, that, that. See, that's the funny thing. Because every, I like what you say that because so many people have contacted me and they've had parts that they've written themselves. And one guy was like, he's like, yeah, I have this great idea. He goes, I'm on there. He's like, I'm this hardcore drug dealer, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you don't get to. That's the thing is, if I don't get to be cool, you don't get to be cool. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's nobody's cooler than me. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, nobody gets to pick their parts. You're like you out there. That was like even in the video, my friend, my Vietnamese friend with a red. That dude, that he has a red long wig and a toque, and it's like, and that dude's like really. Like a businessman keeps together, but we just we just <laughs> put it on. And he understood. I'm like, man, when it's a five to ten thing, you gotta be make. We gotta turn into idiots. Yeah, <laughs> all of us. Yeah, yeah. You know? We all take a dive for the team. Oh man, we all got to be idiots, and, and people understand it. It's beautiful. I was actually I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and we were talking about. I said that we were having you on our podcast, and I mentioned the uh, the first one when you went in and did your very first dab. <laughs> and the oh. fucking, that was like, <laughs> what is this laced with? <laughs> what is this? What you give me? Like, I love that because you know it's so true. Because I remember the very first dab I ever did. I was like, holy fuck! What the oh, fuck yeah. did you just give me? I was high instantly, and it was like, wow. I tried to duplicate that in Porto Bernie and I did a TikTok. We threw our Instagram and threw it on. Meeting in Davin. And the chick actually gave me like a half gram dab. It was like, not you. <laughs> See, and here I thought you were going to say the chick actually gave you Narcan to try to bring you. <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I had. And she gave me the biggest, and I'm not used to that, that, that shit. And she gave me the biggest dab ever. And so just so I could. And I played it off, got it on the way home. But it's the worst drive ever. I threw it up three times. I was, oh, had, wow. I had the spins. My buddies were laughing. I was <laughs> cold sweats. <laughs> I greened out like crazy. Oh, I greened out. It was the worst ever. So you just got to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a couple buddies that do those <laughs> half gram dabs and stuff. I can't do nothing yeah, that half. Man, it's, it's marijuana crap. Hey, it is. Yeah, it's, mar- it's marijuana crap. I, I said that to my buddy earlier. Like, you're not supposed to be. I go, if you're smoking anything out of a glass pipe, you're a drug addict. 
hundred percent. If it's no. glass and a pipe, yeah. And no reason might as well smoke crack. Just suck eating out of the glass pipe. That's uh, why. That's why I went out and bought myself a shatter pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then it's not so bad. You're sucking on the pen. Yeah. Oh, we got wood coming. How are you like these hillbillies? I'm like, we got wood coming. Hey, we got wood coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so so before we go tonight, I, you have to tell James the story about the hot knife and in your mom that you told me. That was uh, pretty awesome. You told me on the phone the other day. It was. Uh, is that the uh, shop class? Shop class, yeah. Oh, okay, about uh, about like how how marijuana's become so sophisticated. You know, like we got every you got dabs, like we were saying, uh, marijuana lube, edibles, you know. Uh, the most sophisticated thing I had in my day was uh, hot knives. You remember hot knifing, right? Oh, yeah. He always had that one buddy that would get so high that he'd burn his lip. And he had a perfect, like, butter knife mark burn, burns right on his lip. <laughs> and if you looked really closely, it would stay, like, stainless steel burnt on his lip. <laughs> made in China. Yeah, made in China, exactly. You know, and, and I remember I did it when I was about 16 years old. I, uh, I burned my lip and my mom came home. And she's like, honey, it's good. how did you burn your lip? And I, I had to be quick. And I'm like, mom, I did it in welding class. That's it, welding class. And she goes, well, that's it. I'm calling your welding teacher tomorrow. And I'm going to ask him why you're doing hot nights in welding class. <laughs> <laughs> Mama knew. Mama knew. Parents are so fucking smart about that shit. You could think your par your parents are naive about everything. Well, they have denial too, right? Because my mom would always come home with that party that spit stink like weed and she'd be like, Is that is that is that Italian cigarette? Oh, they <laughs> is that, oh I smell they American do. cigarettes in here. What the heck is that? Prime example, like me and Ron, we used to work at the bar all the time. We'd have parties back at our place. And it was uh, we had the Thunder Down Under, which is the male strippers in town. Yes. Yeah. And and they came to the bar that we worked at. Me and Ron, fucking tuxedo, no shirt serve drinks at the thing yeah. well at the end of the night we decide to have a fucking big house party so we bring them back to my place me and ron live together with a bunch of other they got bartenders and stuff we bring the strippers back to our place a bunch of girls coming back who had a big big huge party well my mom was going through some shit so she ended up calling me up oh what's going on? no no but my mom calls me up she's like hey what are you guys doing now we're having a party oh yeah i was thinking about coming to get away from the house i'm like well you can come over but we're fucking partying yeah. So she comes 60 over. Sixty people here. Oh yeah, dude, my house is packed. So my mom shows up. My mom's a drug and alcohol counselor. Oh, <laughs> she fucking knows her shit. Well, all of a sudden she's in the living room and she sees a bowl. This bowl's filled with fucking rolled doobies. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's acting like she thought they were cigarettes the whole time. She's smoking what? I'm like, no, no. You yeah. knew what the fuck you, you were smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Good like, try. Fuck off. She my comes in. We're teaching the fucking strippers how to do sink hoots and <laughs> yeah. my mom my mom smoked some of my weed once and she started talking to Jesus off her deck. That you right on. <laughs> well man, you know what? It was an honor and absolutely a blast to have you on our podcast tonight, man. It is just it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys are doing a great thing. And just keep on rolling. And uh, with this, I think you got a great thing going here. And uh, just, yeah, and make sure people 
all the people out there are supporting you and tell your friends share and yeah that's what it's all about it's about spreading the love man thanks we appreciate it hopefully maybe one day we'll have you back on here and uh keep in touch and i'd love like i said we'd love to be on part of one of your things or let's do it or help with some shit i would love that and uh, just you being saying that that's what i want i like people i've always taken people in the project and just want to be involved yeah oh that's awesome you know what i mean it's not about going looking for people when you have it right there well that's just it like and it's something that me and ron have always talked about anyways we've always talked about recording things we've always talked about doing comedy shit and skits and just different stuff anyway so it's all stuff we've talked about we just never executed so well, that, nice ex- 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 that executed and uh you know if you guys want to write yourselves apart and it's funny to come up with it together and we'll let's we'll make it happen Fuck it, I, I like it i like okay, it guys thanks a lot thanks for thanks, coming Peter, on thanks buddy. for joining us yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. You guys have a good night. Right on. Take Thank it you, easy. Man. Cheers, guys. Take care. That was awesome. Dude, Thank that you, was Peter. fucking so rad, man. That was so wicked. What a great guy, man. That fucking was funny as shit. So fun. Like, what a fucking guess. Like, to have somebody with that much experience, and, and let's face it, our, our goal is to make people laugh, keep people laughing, entertain people. So to have somebody that's been in the industry for so many years come onto our show, and it's not like he's coming onto our shows to promote himself so much, even though he did say it helps promote himself. Yeah. But for him to come onto our show and actually spend the time with two newbies in the in the industry, just getting our feet wet, to come and give us pointers and talk to us and, and give us the time of day. And then they know, even he doesn't know a shit. To finish an hour and a half with the guy and for the guy to say, Hey, if you guys come up with a character, I'll yeah, I'll have you on one of my web series episodes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that. sick. That's I'll pretty be awesome. Extra on anything. I don't and like I it's said to him, I don't, I don't give a fuck what we do. I'll go on there and fucking shoot fucking cheeseburgers out my blow wall. I, I don't <laughs> give a fuck what you want me to do. If you need an extra on one of your things, I'd, it'd just be fucking fun to It'd be do. awesome. Well, I'd like to thank everybody that came and joined us tonight. It was a great episode. We had a great, great guest. It was uh, it was so like hilarious. A superstar, man. Yeah, like my cheeks are sore. Like he was making me laugh throughout that whole episode. It was good, and it didn't feel forced. It was it was just good conversation back and forth. Yeah, with three, funny three island guys talking, man. Yeah, yeah like that was, was awesome. fucking that was beautiful. I appreciate it. So thank you very much for joining us, and uh, all you beautiful fuckers out there. We'll see you next episode. Peace. Peace.